Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of the Emerald Conversations. I'm Jer Sweeney and this series comprises a number of interviews that I have conducted for my website emeraldconnection.net and some earlier works. The interviews are with people who are involved with music, the arts, entertainment, community, business and in some cases politics in Ireland or within Irish communities across the world. This episode is the second part of Boyer's Limerick, a documentary that I produced with the late Brendan Boyer in 2009. In this, the second part of Boyer's Limerick, we meet more of Brendan's friends, hear more stories of his youth and indeed his many visits to Limerick after he shot to fame with the Royal Show Band. We start with a reunion outside what used to be the Savoy with Maureen O'Brien who runs the O'Rourke School of Dancing. But she is also the daughter of Brendan's former teacher, Michael Tuhi. The conversation starts with memories of the late Michael Tuhi. <coughs> Tommy in third and fourth. In third and fourth, yes. Did, yeah, and we learned all those great songs from him as well but I remember how patriotic he was as oh, well oh he was I mean mm. we all grew up with it and my children have inherited that now and I hope their children it's the fourth generation up in the Moscow now mm-hmm. my grandchildren are up there so um, very influential he was he was he terrific was. he must have been awful young right? yes, we were. I was, um, was he in his 40s when he died he was 40 when he died yeah he was Cycled home from school just back to the mother. Went in home to sit down and eat his dinner and drop the knife. My gosh. That was it. I remember he was, apart from we spoke Irish all the time, and he was very patriotic. Yes, oh, he was. Which wasn't that long after 1916, too, you know. 1951, he died. It's a lifetime ago, isn't it? But your father, he had plays, remember, in the city theatre and everywhere. Yes. He was an entrepreneur with no money. I'm sure nobody had any money. Yeah, then. but he died without money. We still have mm. money. <laughs> but he, had, he, left, he left great memories. And my father came home one day and he said, i got a great idea. I'm going to get Stanley Byers' son to, skip, to sing Skibbery and the Frawley's going to be his sons. Shells from the ocean Shining in the sun Covering the shore When I see them my heart tells me that I love you more than all the little pearly shells. So we did like the skipperine here with the O'Rourke School yes. of Dancing. We're outside the Savoy now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And John Frawley, John the man was your beloved in Limerick. Um, indeed, yeah. And uh, you, were, you were dressed as an old man. I was. And he had uh, kind of a, a cotton wool moustache. And we had a, we had, uh, a matinee. And as well as the night show, you, you sang, My boy, I love my native land with energy and pride. That's it. Yes, you sang that. Uh, and John would have said to me, Oh, Father dear, I, I have often hear you speak of Aaron's eyes. John used to say, yes, say a lot of it on the radio, you know. Mm. And he used to say, um, I was Oliver T. Stegan. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you were saying me was older. He was a small boy. They sang, oh, father dear. And you'd say, my boy, I love my native land. Um, with energy and pride. Mm-hmm. Till the blight came over all the land. My sheep and cattle died. <laughs> my rates and taxes were to pay. Then I could not redeem. And that's the cruel reason that I left us. Go, Brendan, boy. I danced and queued around there in the cellar. And then outside drunk cane of a Sunday night. And maybe the jet And the majestic in Low Castle West. Oh my yes. god, yeah. I didn't go to I didn't go to Mallow to too far and the buses won't go on that time. Mm. They were out drunk keen of a Sunday night. That's right. Do you be out the jetting and they killed miles down the road? I know. The Davin is gone, the jetting is gone. But when the boys sit there, oh, thank you God. You <laughs> have rat feathers doing this and doing that. And they have having the chunk to done there. No. You went up the stairs, you had nothing. But you dance and two thousand people dance with you. That's right. And they never stood up once because you were too busy dancing and singing. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've them all outside, I've all my peas that height. Mm. And I've the old record here, I bought over Kansas and I played with the two speakers. And the young man's now run up and said, Dad, what are you doing? I said, I'm playing men that know about music and women that know about music. Yeah. I came from I came from up the road. They came down for sa- the windmill there. My you remember, father came remember from the survivor. That's right. And your father came from a Canal Avenue. He did. No, that's great. I know more about you than I say you know yourself. We're <laughs> no, catching up today. Like being a Brendan. When I was young, I used to wait on my master and give him his plate and pass the bottle when he got dry and brush away the blue tail fly. The Great Boar Lives features in one of Cormac Liddy's many stories about Brendan's visits to Limerick. Well, one particular story concerns uh, the Limerick Boat Club. We, we used to go down to the Limerick Boat Club and there on a few occasions were, was Boar Lives and Brendan and Boar Lives used to swap songs and at the time you would have paid an awful lot of money to hear, hear them individually, not to, not to mind performing free in a small place like Limerick Boat Club. And why was Burl Ives in the Boat Club? Because he, was, he used to live in Palace Kenry and he used to like the quietness of the Boat Club. Where they had he a didn't ma- come in by, by river, no. <laughs> no, but a lot of us nearly went out by river. <laughs> but there were some political aspirations in there as well, were there? Brendan and I used to frequent, used to meet in the, in the, the old Brazen Head and Donna Comali used to own it at the time. And it was a very colourful place. If I may just tell one story about, about Dunnock first. Uh, Peter Dempsey was a lovely musician. He was playing with Bud Clancy. But Dunnock came down in a foul mood from the doll one Friday night. And Peter was strumming his guitar right behind Dunnock, who wheeled round and asked him how much was he being paid. Peter told him and Dunnock threw him ten times that amount and told him, don't come back here for ten so-and-so weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, Peter was back the following weekend. But we were in there one night and Dunnock suggested to Brendan that he might stand for Fianna Fáil in Waterford. Now, whether Brendan has those tendencies or not at that time, like many others, he mightn't have them nowadays. But Dunnock did ask him to become a, a candidate, isn't that right? Yeah, actually, on my mother's side of the family, they were very much involved in the Fianna Fáil party in Waterford, but so he probably might have had an inkling of that from some of the politicians down there. But he, he did, and actually I, met, I told you after, I met him on the top of the juries upstairs with Brian Lenahan and Neil Blaney years, not, not around the same time, 
and he just waved over after being with you. And um, so he introduced me to the boys. But Neil Blaney came to me up in Donegal and said, are you joining the party in Waterford now? <laughs> As a parting comment, Maureen O'Brien assures Brendan that he hasn't changed a bit. Oh, you're looking the same as you always did. Oh, God. No, no. It's a pleasure to meet you, Maureen, I really, because... No, I've met Olive on the scene a few times. Yeah. Yes, she sings and weddings and shows and Bangladeshi and all that. Yeah. And some of the dancers go up with him. Did you ever play in the Savoy? We did a concert in 1975 for um, Tom Dunphy Memorial Concert, and we, we did a tour around the country, and it was this big theatre. But I didn't realise how big it was when we were doing it At with the, the O'Rourke School yes, of Dancing, yeah. but it was huge. Huge it was. And we used to love running around, and then... Your father would be complaining to them small ones are running down watching the pipes and the colours. We'd be in the organ pit under be at the back. He spent a lot of Sunday nights of our youth in there in the Savoy. It was a, and you know when it closed it was a very it was the Sad end of an really era for Limerick. Of course it was, yeah. Because they had um, you know, they had great stuff there. Martin Dempsey they'd bring down um, Gloria Green, Austin Gaffney, Louis Studley, they were all like big names before RT ever came on. You were saying you remember Anya. Oh, very oh, well. I, I was, I was saying to Maureen, I remember she was wearing makeup and she was singing and dancing all around my hat. You know, all around my hat I wear a three-coloured ribbon. Oh, you know that. It was beautiful. It was lovely. Yeah. And um, she used to sing him, Shall My Soul Pass Through Old Ireland for yeah. Kevin and Dad. And Tomas McCurtain, the Dad in Hunger Strike. You know, I can remember as well. You went away then, like, as soon as you went into secondary. You went to Waterford. Yeah. And that's great. That's just great to meet you now. I'll have to ask you about a girl, Maureen Carter. Oh, yes. She was one of your very first Hucklebuck girls. Well, she does, and she did the Irish dance. Yeah, well. she was a great Irish dancer in London. Mm. She's from Galway. And were these girls you had dancing specifically? Well, Maureen, they were Ma- doing Maureen the Hucklebuck. Maureen still lives in Las Vegas. She, she does. Yes. They had very short red skirts and black tops and very black shiny hair and they were very glamorous, but they were all talented dancers. Mm-hmm. He auditioned them. This one was a champion Irish dancer. She danced for the famous Ted Kavanagh. And then she was engaged to Richard Griffin. She went off with him. But then she preferred him and left Richard Griffin. I <laughs> <laughs> went off to Las Vegas. Oh, I remember yeah, that. I remember, I remember all the talk in the Irish dancing circles. Did you hear Maureen Carter has gone off with Brendan Meyer? Oh, <laughs> it sounded like love, like it was a dancing, <laughs> it was a dancing connection. Oh, she's still, she's a great friend that. today. Yes. She grew more of a good, my wife is from Galway, so yes. they, were, they, were, they, were, they actually had a connection, first, yes. Yeah, but, but, but they knew each other before. Your I wife's won the Brennan's. Yeah. Yeah, well, Cecily was in my wife's yeah. Cecily's her first cousin. Yes. The memories are lovely, but one of the biggest talking points in Limerick for years was Brendan's performance with the Royal Show Band at the opening of the Jetland in the early 1960s. Journalist Cormac Liddy again. Well, first of all, there was a major court case prior to the opening of the ballroom, and Judge Barrow bringing imposed a ceiling on the number of people who could attend. And I remember that uh, 
on the night uh, before Brendan came out and opened with Dadu Ran Ran, there were at least five times the number of permitted people <laughs> in, the, in the ballroom. And it was one of the all-time great nights. One of many great nights, of course, at the Jetland. Particularly the St. Stephen's night gigs. They were always jammed and packed and packy hazes across the road benefited greatly before, nice. during and after. The Devon Arms. <laughs> what year was that? 63, I said. 63, yeah. yeah. And have, you, have you any idea whose idea it was to bring Brendan Boyer to Limerick for the opening of it? Well, I presume TJ Bourne arranged it with the, with the then manager, the, pre, the predecessor of Maxi Muldoon. He was a man Cody. with glasses, Cody. John yeah. Cody, John Cody yeah. Yeah. And Brendan, what was it like coming back to Limerick? I, well, we had been playing Drumkeen since 1959, so and then, but and we had played the Stella actually in 1959, but the Stella never had the scope that the Jetland had and the balconies and and the, the space, so and the parking or for that matter, even though we didn't have cars, did and, we? We had too many and, of them. And, anyway. and Our Lady had appeared at the, at the Stella around about that time, and <laughs> that tempted many people not to go in case there'd be another apparition. <laughs> what happened? Our lady was reported to have appeared at, in the in the ballroom. During our visit to the model earlier in the day, we met Dennis Kyo, who was at the Jetland on that memorable night. Oh, sure we were there and we danced all night. That's all you could tell you, you know. All we went for was the women, I suppose. <laughs> and what about Brendan? Yeah, he was real mega. All the youngsters were looking up to him. Oh, really I was there. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. When the sun was setting for the bright May meadows of Chamelier, a rebel hand set the After the Jetland, Brendan would come out to my house and uh, there would have been a slight delay after the dance when he signed autographs and spoke to other people in other places. And he'd come out to my house and he'd take off on the piano and the neighbours, instead of kicking up, would all come into the house <laughs> and we would have a session there until all hours of the morning. On another night, for some reason, I challenged Brendan to play table tennis. I couldn't see Brendan not to mind a small table tennis ball. <laughs> and he having wiped me on the table, he told me he had played ten table tennis for Munster. Is that a true I, story? I actually won the Irish Clubs Championship in John's Pavilion, of all places, really? up next to the CBSC, you know, where it is on yeah. Mulgrave Street. To what extent did his, his soccer achievements <laughs> go well he was reputed to be so talented that the late <laughs> that the late Mr Harry Gibson Steele uh, once offered to sign him for Limerick as a goalkeeper is that true yeah I think I think I was actually they had it in the newspapers that I was signing <laughs> and on another occasion Brendan joined me at the Marcus Field for a cup game between Limerick and Waterford and Limerick led early on and a few minutes from the end Waterford equalised and Brendan gave a big jump and stuck his head in the in the roof of the, of the press box <laughs> at the Marcus Field and that hole is still there. Yeah. It was one of these plastic 
Rubes and he stuck his head. Of course, they still have the dogs there, do they? Yeah, they still have the dogs there. Yeah. For the moment, Brendan very, very kindly offered to open a hairdressing shop in O'Connell Street in Limerick. Now the traffic was stopped. The total mayhem. Hundreds turned out for the occasion, and unfortunately, while Brendan was upstairs, somebody broke the glass in the front window, and. A few weeks later, instead of getting a letter of thank you, your man rang me to pay for the cost of the broken window. <laughs> that was the thanks that Brendan got for travel. I think he came from Dundalk for it, but that was the thanks he got. Yet on, on another occasion, Brendan did a, a concert in the Crescent Hall for All Crescent Rugby Club. And he did... He did loads of gigs for people who needed help at the time and was very very good with his time and that there was a famous night i think it might have been after the old crescent night that he came to cruises for some charity event where bud clancy one of our finest musicians was playing and brendan was called upon to do the hucklebuck and bud had one version of the hucklebuck and Brendan had his own version, and after three drawn attempts, they called it quits, and the event was called off. Brendan, um, just talking there with Cormac, just the friendships that you've built up down through the years and the, the friends that you've made, and how important are the friendships here in Limerick? It's in a very part of my life that's very much imprinted. I mean, you remember the days, they were all lovely long summer days, we think now, you know. Of course, we were probably complaining about the rain then too. But yeah, in the model today, I was going through the pictures, and you know, people like Jackie Sasha down in, we were mentioned down in Joseph Street, and you know, I, we, we used to hang out a lot together. But, I wonder where they are today, a lot of them. And um, I, was, I, I remember meeting Peter Barry up in Donegal not so long ago, and he used to live in Farron Shown, I think. Jackie Sasha is still very much alive, is and he, still yeah. around, yes. Mm. He's retired as a manager of a credit union. Okay. <laughs> I often bump into him, and he's always wondering how you are. Mm -hmm. Frankie Corr and Aidan Corr lived across the road from me in Clavery Terrace. You know, we see Aidan and Cormac yeah. in at the Limerick Leader quite a lot. And, of course, Tom Tobin, of course, was a great friend, wasn't he? Because a Waterford man that was moved up here, like myself. And who gave you your first gig, he, he, he always said? He, he did down in Clannay, the sheep herders danced down in Clannay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were more sheep than people at it, but anyway. All Limerick natives have probably swam, or maybe even like Brendan, learned to swim at the Corbally Swimming Baths. Brendan and his pals, like so many others, looked upon the baths at the end of the Mill Road in Corbally as the Riviera. Well, she got her daddy's car and she's cruising to the hamburger stand now. Yeah, she forgot all about the library, but she told her old man now. And with the radio lasting, goes a cruising just as fast as she can now. And she'll have fun, fun, fun till See, her daddy the bridges the down there at the when we came down the pathway from the end of the mill road we used to swim there and of course the bank on the far side we used to hang out on and to dry out or lie in the sun or whatever 
And then, of course, after a couple of years later on, the later 40s, they built the baths here. You described to me that this was like the Riviera to ye. Oh, it was... Unless you got to Kilkee or Ballybunion or La Hinch, you know, this was the only alternative. And it was, but it was very good. It was very safe. And, you know, gangs of kids every day during the summer down here swimming. And it was like the Riviera to us at that time. And, as I said, the excitement when the baths came in. I learned to swim, actually, down there. I remember one time I just pushed off on my leg and I stayed up. <laughs> and then I was doing the dog's paddle. Oh, sorry. It's pouring rain as we're standing here. I'm sure we, we remember the long, hot summers, but I'm sure we swam in the rain here, too. It was a kind of a, a, a resort area for the Limerick youth in those days. Uh, we, no, yeah, we would, it was a day-long thing, because it was a long walk from, say, say O'Connell Avenue and, and the Redemptress down to here. And um, along, I'd, I'd, coming down the mill road with you this time, I suddenly realised even the mill road itself, the old mill road, how long it is. And how built up it is, of course. It is what, what, what would have been on the road from, from let's say, from Corbally Road down to here? What would have been on the road in those times? I, I'm sure there were some residences, some gated residences there, you know, that, but that's all. There weren't any, there wasn't any residential uh, areas as such, but walls and, and walls and fields and gardens. That's all I remember. Well, it certainly has been a wonderful stroll through Boyer's Limerick. On behalf of all who have enjoyed Brendan's music over the years, a big thank you. And on behalf of the people of Limerick for keeping in contact and for being proud of your Limerick roots, an extra special thank you. We'll always be proud of you. As we left the baths in Corbally, I was thinking to myself that maybe the best Limerick person to thank Brendan would be Limerick's first citizen. So we called upon Mayor John Gilligan and took a break from the rain. Mayor John Gilligan, on behalf of the people of Limerick, will finish off our trip down memory lane and through Boyer's Limerick. Well, I must say that I'm delighted to have Brendan here. In fact, it's quite an honour. Brendan, Brendan, like so many people in my generation, was somebody, you know, who we really looked up to and held in high esteem. Most Limerick people would remember his father, particularly playing the organ down in the Savoy. And obviously his sister is uh, married to Brian O'Brien. So, Brendan, you're a native of Limerick too. Even if only I can make you an honorary one for the day, I'm sure you will understand. But I, I'm really very, very pleased and chuffed to have you here. You've been part and parcel of Limerick City for so many years. We all remember going to see you at the Jetland. We all remember, you know, the energy that you brought to your performances. And I, I'm delighted to see you after so many years in the sunshine. But it's great to have you here, Brendan. You're very, very welcome to the Office of the Mayor. And that concludes Boyer's Limerick and brings episode number 11 of the Emerald Conversations to a close. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for more episodes as they are released and please feel free to share. I'd appreciate it. Until next time, from me, Jer Sweeney, bye-bye.